Tech Dorks. Welcome to the Tech Dorks Podcast, where I, Rob Swindell, and my Canadian friend Stephen Hurd discuss things interesting to us and maybe to you, the listener. This show is an unscripted, unedited, unprofessional look at what interests Stephen and I. The only subjects off limits are the three W's, wives, work, and wasabi. If you don't know the difference between hexes and hexadecimal, this show may not be for you, but still, we hope you enjoy. Between what and hexadecimal? Hexes. Hexes like the shape? Oh, I was thinking like a like a witch, heck, you know, cast a hex. Oh, oh, those hexes. Okay. Right. So it's January twenty seventh. This is episode seventeen. Big gap. You could call it the twenty sixth still because we haven't gone to bed. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's the night of the forty two minutes in the morning on the twenty yeah. seventh. And uh, our last episode, I think, was on the sixth. Something like it's that. Been, been a while, like three weeks. It has. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, I, I have to confess, it's it's entirely my fault. I know. I would have told them if you didn't confess. Yeah. Yeah. I know you would have, so I had to <laughs> prematurely. Uh, yeah. So, for the first, like, months of this episode, or this podcast, um, <laughs> I, th- I felt like I was always pinging you to, like, you know, see if you wanted to do it or, you really? know, do it that I night. never really got that feeling. Oh, well, it seemed like it was... Anyway, and then the past couple months, or maybe less, anyway, um, you're always pinging me. Mm-hmm. And I felt really bad because... Uh, well, good. That was the intent. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, yeah, I just kind of thought I was more into it than you were, but then lately it's like... Um, it's not that I wasn't into it. It's just so much life crap is going on that yeah. it was very hard for me to do it, you know, especially at the hour that we usually... Well, and you have that new drone, too. I mean... It hasn't yeah. taken up that much time. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Yeah. I've only flown it um, on two occasions. Um, well, wow, well really? two days. Two separate days. Yeah, there was the day I got it, and huh. then... The I day you took, brought it to work. And then the day I brought it to Yeah. The other the huh. one of the W's. Yeah, I haven't really. Well, flown it since. Um, I I don't know if you've been watching the news. Nope. Um, but nearly fifty thousand dollars worth of bull semen was stolen from a Turlock truck. Bull semen. Yes, tanks filled with thousands of dollars worth <laughs> of bull semen were stolen out of a truck in Turlock, and it could cause trouble in the wrong hands. Oh wow! Yeah, this is from CBS thirteen. Uh, the bulls are this cream is, of the crop. This is news. Bull news. And have been selected for their genetic value. <laughs> the, the genetics that these bulls have in them is out of the top 1% of the world population, said farm owner John Azevedo. Hmm. So, yeah. Very interesting. It doesn't say, like, how many gallons or how big these tanks were, because usually hmm. you get it in straws. It's not really something you get in tanks. So, I don't really know. Hmm. I usually get mine, you know, by the cup full. Really? You get a whole cup all at once? <laughs> well, you know, you want more than just a little taste. No, no, no. They're like uh, pixie sticks, you know. <laughs> oh, straws that we said? Straw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's so how you, you can, buy them. So, you can impregnate with the... So, you can inseminate. Inseminate, we, yeah. We prefer. Yeah, you cut off the one end, you cut off the other end, and you just... <laughs> Blow it Blow up it. the <laughs> the cows. Oh, uh, lovely. Know, I, actually, you don't do that, but it it would probably work. So you heard of the show Fear Factor? Yes. There was, I think, one episode that never aired, and it was um, 
because they had him drinking uh, donkey semen. Hmm. That was one of the challenges or whatever. They had to drink donkey semen. Lovely, huh? And yeah. Those poor people, they drank it, and then they didn't actually get on TV. <laughs> well, they're, they're doing it for the money, though. They still got paid, right? No, they're doing it for the TV. They're do- the, most of those really? people are want to be actors and stuff. All that reality show stuff, they're, they're all actors just trying to get their screen time. Wow. I, I just figured they were broke people just trying to get some money. Nah. They filter huh. those people out way, oh. way early in the process. Oh, okay. <laughs> I realize you're desperate for, you know, any kind of money. So we're yeah. not going to give you this thing that rewards you for doing desperate things for money. Yeah. Yeah. The careers, you know, that's why the careers are always like waiter and waitress and stuff. Because that's what actors uh, do when they're not employed. Okay. That's also what broke people do. I guess. You know. But, yeah. They, but they want people that look good and sound good and, you know, have experience in front of a camera or a director. And um, those are hmm. generally people that trying to act for a living. So Okay. I never yeah. really looked into it. I mean, I think I watched a quarter of one episode once and was like. Oh, Fear Factor? All, yeah. These people well, are I all did, I didn't mean specifically I mean, Fear Factor. I just meant in general all those, radio, those uh, reality shows. You hmm. know, they're, they're, they're all wannabe actors. I missed the part where we weren't talking about Fear Factor anymore. Uh, yeah. Sorry. You're just too quick for me. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, a lot of events since the last show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a server crash. I think it was shortly after the last episode. Mm, I'm not sure. Anyway, cvs.synchro. Yeah, it was, it was the ninth. I remember because I just labeled that drive. <laughs> dead hard drive. Yes. No, it's not that dead. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I think it mostly works. I just don't trust it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, c- I came home from uh, the W and the drive was, or the machine was off, which is very odd for a server. And it wouldn't turn back on. And <clears throat> I replaced the power supply and that didn't fix it. And then I was like, uh, that's bad. So I started pulling out cards and memory and crap and just nothing so yeah it's the motherboard eventually went which you know i only paid like 40 bucks for that thing like 10 years ago so i got my you money, got your worth. money out of it oh, yeah definitely so uh then when i <clears throat> rebuilt the system and put the old hard drive into a new system uh it was reporting all these uh, disk errors you know when it was doing a file system check yeah. and smart self-diagnostics and all that were all failing so New hard drive, everything's new. Brand cvs.synchro.net is an all new system, even updated. Uh, new the power Debian. supply? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a totally different new case. case. Yep. Oh. Everything. There's not a single piece that's left over from the old one. <sighs> I don't think I've ever built a computer that way. I usually don't, but this computer was mostly already <laughs> together, so I just, yeah. you know, just used it the way it was. Yeah, I'm just trying yeah. to think of. No, I guess, I guess my current home server was all. Stuff I'd never previously owned. Yeah, usually when I re- when I upgrade a system or have to because something failed, several of the components migrate from. Yeah. You know, but even the network interface, um, I didn't because the old ones were PCI, and this new motherboard didn't have any PCI slots. <clears throat> Welcome so had, to the future. Yeah, so I had to go these newfangled PCIe <laughs> <laughs> adapters. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, my life hasn't been all that busy or eventful. And then Windows rebooted on you, 
and you didn't have your system configured to automatically restart. Yeah, that, that was nothing. That's nothing uh, compared to the 48 hours of downtown that was downtime that, for CVS. That was 12 hours of uptown there for IRC. And, <laughs> uptown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so so the machine that, that crashed is, is like also the file server for the BBS. It not only has like all the source code, it also pretty much has all everything for the BBS and everything BBS related on it. So when it's down, everything's down. Yeah. I mean, I could make other machines like actually answer connections, but they couldn't give you content or let you log in or anything. <laughs> and what's the fun in that? Yeah. Oh, I did. I did have an event. You got, a, um, you got a guitar. Oh, well, that too. But I thought I mentioned. No, I got the guitar before the last episode. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, we talked about it, but you didn't have it in your possession. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I currently have it, but no, no, no. I was, I was thinking of um, the fact that uh, BSD VM. Um, the place where I had my, uh, VPN virtual, no, VPS, yes, VPS. Yeah. It actually had BSD in the name? Yeah, it was BSD VM. And that was their selling point? Was that they're running BSD instead of Linux? Why do you, what, what's that tone of your voice there? <laughs> it just seems strange. <laughs> what, why? Because most people don't care. Maybe most people don't care. I don't think most people care. People care about the OS they run. I don't... Of course they care. Well, on a VPS, uh, remotely, I think um, a Linux box looks an awful lot like a free BSD box, or vice versa. That's that's just false. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. you know, every time you have to upload the podcast to my free BSD server, you always, always flail about trying to figure out how to do anything. Nah, not that And bad. it's going to be worse this time because I haven't installed WGET on the new. So anyway, oh, but do you have they Bash? sent me an email. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've installed Bash. Hold on. Let me check, actually. Uh, Bash. Nope. Command not found. Uh-oh. So anyway, <laughs> um, they sent me an email saying, you know, we're, we're shutting down. You know, thanks for the business, but I guess we weren't charging you enough or something like that. What and, do you mean? Uh, I mean... They're going out of business, oh. and uh, so now they're they're turning into just a cloud hosting review site. Yeah, seriously, and uh, but they very reasonably said your next two months are free, and then we're going to shut you off. Okay, so that that was kind of cool. But it w- that wasn't two months ago. That was just more recent than that, right? Yeah, I mean, I got the email. It's a unique system. I know this. Okay, put down the mouse, man. <laughs> All right, just back away. <laughs> where did I where did I put those emails? Did I archive them? Huh. Maybe I accidentally deleted those emails. But anyway, so they said basically, you know, we're shutting down and uh, goodbye, and you know, you've got a couple months. And it was, you know, toward the middle of this month, so it was just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so I was shopping around, and I went to. Vulture, I don't know. Uh, maybe you're supposed to pronounce it Vulture. It's V U L T R, and they're pretty nice. Vulture. So, what's that? <laughs> yeah, Vulture's not a very good uh, business name. Anyway, well, they took on. the U out. Yeah, or the sec- the last U. Yeah. I mean, and um, anyway, so you know, I just reinstalled everything and then copied my BBS over, and it was actually surprisingly not terrible. But they do block the quote of the day 
port. Oh. So I I will have to take down my quote of the day server that ships with Synchronet. Well, it can run. It's just not going to get any requests. Right. So I might as well shut it down. I mean, there's no point in me running the uh, service if nobody's going to use it. Mm-hmm. And the the interesting thing is it it's it's built by the hour. So I, you know, I I pay by the month, or I not really. I'm on a monthly contract, and I kind of put credit in in advance, and then they bill by the hour. So now I have been billed, and it actually shows me exactly how much I've been billed. I've been billed four dollars this month. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's that. Walter, so we both have new servers. They don't suck. Yeah. yeah. You hope they stay up a long time. That would be nice. You know, it's it's really interesting that I got my current home server before I got the BSD VM. And they shut down and now I've had to switch. And my current home server is just chugging away with no problems. So really, putting your hosting in the cloud is not actually more reliable or better. Right. Well, the argument has also been that it's faster, but you have hella bandwidth at your house. So I do. Yeah. Speed check is in awe of me, and they keep updating it. So that's pretty cool. But I mean, <laughs> I pay you know like a hundred and twenty bucks a month or something for my yeah. internet. So I mean, and I paid like fifteen twenty bucks a month for my server with a gigabit Ethernet link. So I mean, yeah. I probably shouldn't run speed test while we're doing a podcast podcast over the internet. <laughs> uh, I think about it. Yeah, yeah. not a very good idea. Yeah. I mean, just, well, I'll as long as I'm recording that. your audio, yeah. you probably can't use that if you run speed test. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then you know you've been working on SBBS Echo, uh, right? Overhaul of <clears throat> of the net ma- or of the Echo Mail. Binkley style outbound stuff. Yeah, the last episode we kind of went on a rant or a tirade or whatever about FidoNet and the software and and the, the protocols the, the jerks and the, that complain about it. Yeah. Uh, so of course. Yeah, and I made the statement. I said, uh, "Well, I could just rewrite this thing." And I don't know. I think whatever I said. And I, and uh, and then I was like, "Well, yeah, actually, I could probably write, rewrite it quicker than that." So that's what I'm doing. I'm in- incrementally rewriting SBBS Echo. Finally. So is, is the scope of the rewrite expanding every time? Is that why you still haven't been committing to CVS or, or what's going on? There? Oh, I almost I almost committed tonight. Um, <laughs> but I was waffling about on the INI uh, value uh, names, the keys, mm. the key names. Because mm-hmm. uh, I kind of have a mixture of camel case and underscores. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. What's it's it's easier for me <clears throat> if the like the source code, you know, has these variable names for these options settings. Mm. If they match the INI file, it makes it real easy for me to like look at the source code and go, oh, well, what do you have this setting set to? And it's the same name. Yeah. Right? And I'm not using camel case in the source code. Although there's an idea, I could use camel case in the source code. It's mm. irritating in source code. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, right now the source code is all like lowercase with underscores separating words. Not all of yeah. them, but a lot of the words. And then the INI file is kind of a mixture. It's like the stuff that was converted from the old config file format, which was just an ad hoc text file in a 
kind of a lame parsing parsable lame. format. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of those properties, I, I left them the same or whatever you want, keywords, whatever you want to call them, uh, so that, well, people that had set them a certain way would understand what how they were in the new format. And there'd be some consistency. I could at least ask somebody who's running SVBS Echo, oh, you know, how do you have, you know, the check path setting set to? And it would, it would make sense regardless of whether they're running version 2 or version 3. Version 3 is the mm. new one, the rewrite. Whereas if I change everything... You know the naming of all the all the settings in the INI file versus the config file, then it will be a little bit confusing. If you're running version two, it's check path one word, or you know check underscore path. And if you're running version three, right. it's one word with camel case. And if you're running version two, what's wrong with version three? Come on, get with it. <laughs> <laughs> version three isn't doesn't exist yet, uh, but it will. I could probably copy it off your computer if oh, I really yeah. wanted. Well, uh, yeah, you could. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so that's what that's why I haven't quite committed. I was like, just yeah. kind of hadn't undecided there. You know, some of the the properties I had made them more consistent with the SBBS INI, mm-hmm. uh, and most of the other ones still are, are this. You know, the sort of look like C variables or something. And was, well, and and have you been updating Echo Config along with it? Oh yeah. Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's all kind of gonna. Yep, they'll be checked in, in at the same time, same, time, yeah. same commit. Uh, it'll be version three, and I'm gonna rev the uh, the actual revision in CVS as well. So it'll go to a zero 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 revision. Hmm. So that's gonna be interesting because what I've been working on since the last podcast has been other fight the easy fight on it stuff, right? So basically, SBBS Echo deals with the worst of FTN stuff, the packet format. The, uh, the tossing, uh, all the clutch lines, all the all the garbage that yeah. kind of has accumulated in Fidonet over the years um, has been in there. The stuff that SBBS Echo touches, and so what I've been doing, and I kind of got accidentally sucked into it with the tick parser. Um, I, I've just been doing a, like a bunch of Fidonet stuff, and then the kind of the big thing was a, a Bink P mailer yeah and uh when, when i saw your first commit of that i was like hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i wasn't i wasn't pla- my first commit the bink p.js that was not intended to be a mailer well you, you made a commit a, something to the effect of a new mailer you know a new bink p in, in js or something or you know a, a mailer in js and i was like that's that's Cool. Well, that that was that was bink it. So the, okay. the first thing I committed though was, was uh, the bink p just a library, right? And yeah. it was just this this talks the bink p protocol, and then that way you know what I was going to be working on was this frecket thing because I'd done a file request processor for the BBS side, um, so people could request files from your BBS, and I'm like, you know, really. The users don't have a way to request files for the most part. It's it's really kind of a sysop thing. And looking into it, the the reason for that is really because it's tightly integrated with the mailer, and with uh, Binkley style outbound a, at least, there's no real way to tie the request to the files you get. So yeah. you don't you don't, you don't know don't where to know. put. I mean, once you get the file, you don't know to put it in the guy's inbox or something. Right, yeah. exactly, because it's it it 
may not actually be related to the file name you requested. So you may request, yeah. you know, files, and and yeah. you get a file named alters.txt or something. Right. That's called a magic name or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really what I needed was a thing that did bink p and just kind of didn't do any mailer stuff. So it, it would just skip, not accept any files the other end tried giving you, not give the other end any files, and then just do a file request, right? So, so that's when it started. I'm pretty sure the, the commit message was along those lines. Let me just check here. So that's exactly... Well, it, de- it definitely tipped off that I think you had the possibility of doing a mailer. And yeah, using, I think and, that, that was further in, right? It okay. was well, maybe it was in mm. the same group that I read, and I uh, mm, was like, mm. uh, "Yeah, that's that's a great idea." Because I, I run Bing D, mm-hmm. which I I, I f- think is a great project. Oh yeah, uh, it's open source. Um, you know, seems like they're not all that committed to carrying the baggage of of old. Right, they're sort of inventing their new bag uh, new va- new baggage. Mm. <laughs> Or, or finding newer baggage to carry, like the PK zip encryption scheme. Well, that I don't know if that was really baggage so much as just a quick thing they could find that was open source, you know. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a simple encryption key scheme, right? You can just drop it in. You don't need to learn how to use OpenSSL. You don't need to deal with external libraries or anything like that. And you know, it's it's good enough. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I, I just know that things can. Uh, Crack PK uh, encrypted PK zip files real easy nowadays. Yeah, Have for a long time it's been. I mean, maybe they've changed the the, the scheme or the key size or whatever. Well, I, I think really the reason that's easy is because you know what the first four bytes are, and you know, so you you can brute force it, and you know it's. I don't know. I have no idea. Password. I don't. I don't know if maybe the first four bytes of the file are always the same. I have no idea. I don't know where it starts compressing and stops compressing. And I well, there's a header, right? There, okay. There's a pkzip header, right? And is, you think the header's compressed? Or I mean, uh, uh, not compressed, encrypted? but uh, encrypted. Yeah. I would think the whole file is, but if not, so. then the uh, so. then quite possibly the oh right no they do they ask for a file name that's in the archive. So they're they're trying to decrypt the index, then. So I mean, once once they know what the plain what some of the plain text is, yeah, then it's relatively trivial to brute force it, yeah. You know, and that's why you don't send the same thing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> when you say they ask for a file name, you're talking about one of the cr- hacking. Yeah, tools. the the hacking tools. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. you've done a lot of phytonet related stuff. Yeah, and it's lately. it's actually to the point now where I'm I'm using it as my mailer uh, on my BBSs. So, you know, that's not where I was planning on going. I was planning on going for the for Freck yourself was the thing I was working on. Instead, I ended up doing Binkit. Um, I still plan on doing Freck yourself, um, but what what kind of stopped me and and gave me a chance to redirect there is that uh, there's no real user interface library thing for javascript doors right i I wanted kind of like a fancy-ish menu something like uifc but for doors and you know i kind of looked around and it's like gee you know all of this is going to require me to do artsy fartsy stuff yeah or have a really ugly menu and eh. so then i uh 
I was like, well, you know, I could just quickly, I might as well just do this then, you know, so then I got kind of sucked into Bitkit, but. I like the naming too. I mean, it was it's first inspired by it. Dorkit. Dorkit, yeah. Which is, you know, inspired by, I think a little bit at least by the name of this podcast. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> A strange coincidence. It's a question for my psychiatrist, really. Yeah. It's not not so much for me. But you know, naming all this <laughs> other stuff, you know, with it on the end. I don't know, it seems yeah. To, well, and it cool. it worked right because it it was ticket, which is almost a word, and then hatchet, which is almost a word. I know. And, yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it's going to be interesting that once this is all done, there's going to be some new. Not very well featured fight on it software, but it, well, a lot of it. I mean, all the stuff you're doing is all in JavaScript, which means that you know it's not it's not a very uh, high barrier to mm-hmm. to actually analyze what it's doing. So sysops that maybe aren't programmers or aren't that skilled could actually help debug stuff or help add features. Yeah, uh, I, th- yeah. I think I may have actually managed to obfuscate the encryption a little bit though. I had to actually write a multiply function. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you exceeded the bounds of the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, because it had to wrap with 32 bits jo- yeah, correctly, JavaScript. and yeah. JavaScript doesn't guarantee a big enough integer. It, it was it was definitely interesting. But, yeah, other than that, it's, it's all fairly straightforward. It's commented reasonably well. You know, there, there's... A couple bits of the design that were unexpected, and there's still some stuff that could use some cleanup. But I mean, it it currently works, mm-hmm. so that's not something I expected to have at this point. Yeah, and I I do not have any plans to rewrite SBBS Echo in JavaScript, at least not at this time. <laughs> but it's it totally could be. Yeah. Yeah, and I. I think it might make sense that way, but another part of me thinks it won't. So it's, you know, I I, I kind of see yeah. both sides of that one. Well, you know, like I said, it's an incremental rewrite. You know, if, if I was rewriting mm-hmm. in JavaScript, it'd be a top-down rewrite. I mean, you, you might as well name it something right. else. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, the version Toss 3, it. what I call it, whatever. Pack yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not confusing at all. Yeah. <clears throat> well, luckily, we mostly, mostly communicate about these things in writing, so the difference between a packet and a packet is pretty right. obvious. It's pretty obvious, yeah. yeah. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I and uh, there's, there's still enough um, kind of magic binary stuff that is, is still kind of painful to do in JavaScript. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it's not too bad, but it's bad enough that... Yeah, you know. But I do. Once you commit it, I do plan on adding features to make it integrate better with Binkit and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. The one thing we've kind of talked about, but I haven't pulled the trigger on yet, is the five D support. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I have any use for it, and I'm not right. sure that other people have a use for it. But um, you know, there's at least some grumblings uh, mm-hmm. in FidoNet about possibly doing away with zones and then other nets would use other nets are other networks that use the same technology as FidoNet, mm. but don't, aren't actually part of FidoNet, Uh, and they would use the domain part of the address 
uh, not to be confused with an internet domain. Right. Uh, but, you know, if that happened, then definitely it would make sense to go ahead and support what, what was previously called 5D addresses. I don't know what they would call it in a new fight well, with no zones. And that's the thing. I mean, I don't even know what they mean by no zones. If they mean single zone or if they actually mean redo everything without zones. You know, it's... I I don't think Fidonet as a whole has the gumption to do something big like that, right? They they would be much more likely to just collapse everything into Zone 2 and say, there, that's Fidonet. (laughs) And then Zone 1 would be, there, that's Fidonet. So you'd have two separate Fidonets, each of them with just one zone. Yeah. That's kind of how it is now, right? Because the... Hmm. At least Zone Two, or those are the guys really doing that fight a web thing, and they've got their own kind of set of echoes. Well, they're, they're the ones doing interesting stuff. Yeah, and then you know, kind of Zone One is the ones that are like, you know, we just want this to do the same thing it's always done. I mean, yeah, don't break my twenty-year-old software, please. Yeah, don't don't break my stuff. You know, don't 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 do that thing. And you know, Zone One's kind of a, a little bit kind of decrepit whereas zone two still seems to be going strong i don't know and then the other zones you don't you don't really hear much about no i don't, I don't even know if they're still around or what i think i st- zone three is you still zone three s- yeah is that asia i don't know Could be. I, yeah I, I, zone three occasionally um you know uh pops up but other than that no i know other no other zones of fight on it now the other nets use different zones and didn't, right. you, didn't you create one recently uh, yes, but I uh, I haven't actually opened it up to the public or anything. Oh, it's, it's sort of well, it's not just a secret. It doesn't actually exist, <laughs> right? right? I mean, it's it's even more secret than that. Okay. <laughs> it's not even a thing. It's an idea. But no, I am. Well, uh, it, I've started doing it. Right? Um, it's basically a a place for BBS software developers to collaborate. Yeah. You know, and and ideally. Um, come up with new standards that actually have implementations that are easily found. You know, so if you want to do a new BBS terminal program, you can find all the information you need without having to dig through fifty different terminal standards things. Mm-hmm. And then I think you're, you're going to need a lot of phone lines work. for all those incoming calls. Oh, from I got BBS sixty-four nodes. Developers, yeah, mm-hmm. I got sixty-four nodes. So. Yeah, you're going to need them. Oh yeah, it's a large. Mm-hmm audience well and it's it's really it's it's going to be what i expect it to be is is really the message network and like a wiki is is going to be the the interesting parts it's not going to be the bbs you know i i I wouldn't expect bbs developers to add another bbs to the systems they call (laughs) (laughs) call (laughs) connect yeah yeah So I mean that's you know, it's it's a project I'm, I'm working on. I'm kind of pulling my resources, like my research notes and stuff together. And it's a good idea. I just think it's like twenty years too late. Well, they've they've had that before. It's just you know, it, there there's all kinds of people writing stuff and without the ability to discover things. Right? You have to like, well, what what did Procom do? Well, let me 
grab a VM, let me grab a DOS box instance and, yeah. you know, hack together some modem stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's no longer, you can't just run it and try it and see what it does. Now it's, harder it's, and harder. yeah, it's more difficult. So having that information easily accessible once again is, you know, useful. Well, and if you have that community, for lack of a better word, but, you know, that, that, that communication network set up, then you, introducing new things or, or right exactly you know, i mean collaborating we, we can, on ideas is easier yeah it's it's like i'm i'm horrified that some of the extensions i added for sync term have made it into other terminal programs it's like ah oh, that was kind of a hack and you know it, it would have been good to have actually you know had some discussion on that first yeah. um are you the gatekeeper <laughs> that's that's only in my builds of sync term and that's <laughs> Only for HTML term. But HTML term would be awesome if other people were, were doing it. You know, and actually, you know, to be honest, I think now sync term is, is actually, incredibly enough, sync term is actually popular enough that if I put that back in, it might actually get users. Hmm. Like a non-zero amount of them. Like more than five even. So, but I'm, I'm probably not going to do that. I, I've, I've lost my crusading zeal on on terminal revolution yeah well i i think you're you're still interested in doing like unicode support and maybe oh for high, sure yeah high color support that kind of thing mm-hmm. that's more of an incremental revolution than a well high color support is is actually well anyway there there's some technical details there that making it degrade gracefully is very difficult and I don't know if the people who do ANSI art for the BBS scene are going to be interested in making it degrade gracefully. And that will end up with, you know, if you don't, if you're not running one of these three terminal programs, you might as well not connect type mm. of things. Everything will look like crap. Yeah. and uh, Yeah, that's not something I'm really happy about. Yeah, well, and that's one of the things that makes that art style still somewhat uh, interesting is the limited palette. Mm-hmm. And if you say, "Oh, well, now it's a, you know a lot less," now limited. it's an unlimited palette. Yeah, you know, it becomes less interesting. I think. <clears throat> I I don't know about that. Have you seen Chappie yet? No, I haven't. No. There's a scene in Chappie where. Um, they're supposedly capturing the consciousness of a human uh-huh. and then of this AI. And and yeah. the way he captures it, the way he knows he's captured is he can see it on the screen. And it's a bunch of colored uh, character cells with like random ASCII characters in them. And like a lot of them are blinking and it looks just like <laughs> garbage antsy, you know? <laughs> Oh, I I watched the new Fantastic Four movie tonight. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, Fantastic Four. Oh, a very original title. Yeah, and uh, it, it it had a scene, <clears throat> and um, probably more than one. Well, there's the one scene that I'm talking about, yeah. and um, it it was really so they were tracking down somebody using online tools, right? And it was... So there was this screen with just, like, 
garbage hex digits rolling through it in multiple columns. So, sort of like a hex dump, only without the ASCII part. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the middle, and then just kind of garbage pixels blinking on the edges. And at the top, in big letters, was things like trace route. <laughs> And map, yeah, you know they just. <laughs> like, it was words. like they just. Yeah. Well, they just random hacking tools, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, so someone someone put together a list of hacking tools, and they just printed the names, the names. of them on yeah, the display, yeah. the right? Nothing they, to do with this program, yeah, so. nothing else actually changed except the name of the thing that was running. Ping. Yeah. <laughs> And it was just, oh, and I laughed, and my wife, uh, my you know, wife was like, fun. What was, if, if you actually made at? like a penetration test tool or something, and had oh, it, it's been done, yeah, and had the output look like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's totally like a matrix screen or something. It has nothing that has do been like, done, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it it does display information, just not reasonably, yeah. right? It, it uses Hollywood UIs to do it, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It was it was funny, and I laughed. And my wife was like, "What are you laughing at?" I'm like, "Well, it's just never mind. Watch the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're enjoying the movie. I don't really mm-hmm. mm. Well, speaking of movies and enjoyment, I got a, a new projector. Yeah, you new, had to. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, was it eight years old or something? Yeah, you just <laughs> had to get more inches of screen than me again. Well, I had you know that screen envy when I visited yeah. your house last. Yeah, it it happens to a lot of people. You're not the only one. Yeah, yeah. Your TV was a lot bigger than I remembered it when I saw it. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh huh. And uh, no, that really it was just coincidental. My brother was over for Christmas, and um, um, yeah, I think because we were talking about the Xbox One and where to plug it in. I said, well, I, you know, I was telling the story about my theater room television didn't have HDMI and. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let's go up there real quick, you know? And he's like, let's bring a measuring tape. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, measuring. I'm like, why? You know? And then he's like, well, I've got these screens and projectors that, you know, I bought a few of them for his. <laughs> he was going to put a home theater in his house, a couple, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and he bought like extra, <laughs> the backup or whatever, you know, good deals. Yeah. You know, you couldn't pass it up. And uh, so he offered it to me, you know, and uh, uh, he brought it down with him last uh well this just this past weekend um and it's awesome 106 inches i think and just oh, i thought it was like 118 is what i thought you told me no mm-hmm. i well I, I guessed it was I, or maybe he told me initially it was 110 mm. but i measured it it was 106 mm. it doesn't need to be any bigger <laughs> and that's that's the screen or does that include the velvet no that's border? just the screen just the screen just okay. the screen yeah. yeah and you know we're sitting like i don't know eight feet away from it so. yeah <laughs> you know it's it's not too big but you don't want you don't really need it bigger <laughs> it's pretty giant and uh the projector i forget what year that model came out. i think it was like 2008 something like that but it's you know it's full yeah. hd and uh, my biggest concern about it was the sound, not not this particular model or anything, but just the idea right. of a projector. Uh, well, I don't. Uh, you mean the noise, yeah, not the, the noise. sound. See, when you exactly. say the sound, someone thinks like the audio part of the audio video system. Oops, that's not what I meant. Yeah, I meant the fan noise because a lot of these things right, have the fans noise. in them that are yeah. it's cooling it off because they do get very warm. Mm. Um, but the fans in this one are like silent. I mean, it's right behind our head right now, and we can't hear it at all. It's, can't tell even what's on other than the light coming out of it. Hmm. So very happy, and it's old technology, but 
in great shape and um yeah i wish i'd done it years ago well and you've you've talked about it a lot right i was like i could do that i was like yeah and see i thought you would get the sort that you put the speakers behind because you kind of have like an indent where your tv was yeah so if you put the screen kind of flush with that you definitely have room for oh, your yeah. sound system and yeah. stuff back there well i didn't choose you know the screen yeah i didn't choose the screen yeah i mean i could i guess i could buy another screen that you could put speakers behind uh but in this case <clears throat> the uh the right channel is it's one of those tower style you know but it's very narrow so that's like right up against the wall and in the and the uh the curtains and mm-hmm. then there's just you know just enough gap between that and the screen so it's it's not blocked by the screen and then the center channel is below the screen right yeah <clears throat> and then the left channel is to the left of the screen considerably so it's not blocking any of the speakers right but if you put your left and right channels kind of behind the screen at the left and right edges. They'd be too close have, together. Oh, they, they would map directly to what's on the screen. Yeah, it's t- still too yeah. close together. Plus, the <clears throat> the left edge of the screen is, is actually in, uh, right in front of a wall. Cause, the left you know, edge of yeah, the screen. Right, because there's that, that, like, uh, that little indentation you're talking about, which is the room right. I have. Um, <clears throat> it's optionally a bedroom, and if it was a bedroom, then that would be the closet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it doesn't, uh, and the screen is wider than the closet would be. Oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't go in that little alcove. Oh, right, because on... the TV barely fit. Yeah, <clears throat> right. I guess I guess I knew that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I can't really put. Yeah, I can't really mm-hmm. put a, a, a right. You a you don't have an open space it. behind the whole screen. No. Right. Okay. Most of it. Right. You know, the kids were uh, right, you but know, you would want the speakers right at the edges of the screen, and with, without yeah. that ability, yeah. Okay, yeah, and, and the left edge is really right where you walk into the room, so I have it even mm-hmm. further left, you know. Right. For the left speaker. Yeah, the sound has always been great. I've got a really good system in with a Harman Kardon amp that weighs a ton. Oh, my God, I forgot how heavy that thing is. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't have HDMI switching or, you know, it's kind of a like a, a 10-year-old top of the line. You know, yeah. But still sounds great. Uh, and now with the Xbox One, so, you know, I was talking about the Xbox Box One and I was uh, saying, you know, really needs a big screen. Well, now we got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't have it before. It was only 65 inches. I mean. No, I didn't have it upstairs because we didn't have the HDMI, remember? <clears throat> I had to have oh, it right. downstairs yeah. on the 55-inch screen, which oh, normally tough. we sit yeah. pretty far away from. Mm-hmm. So, you ha- I actually had to go and move chairs to get closer and. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and anyway, uh, it, it worked out well because uh, the Xbox One has an input, has an HDMI input where you plug in your satellite or cable television. And then it kind of, it can put it in PIP or you can go full screen or whatever. And then you don't re- need to use an, a, a receiver to do your switching. Yeah. And that's how I'm running. It runs great. So the receiver never cha- changes inputs or anything. It's always, you know, just it's taking its audio from, you know, a, uh, a optical, you know, digital optical. Right. Do you have the ability to um, adjust the, the the latency that way? Because usually you can only adjust the latency going the other way. Um, I didn't see any options, but I haven't noticed any latency either. So I haven't. Have you tried Guitar it. Hero yet? No. Yeah. But why? Why would that matter? 
because Guitar Hero is somewhere where you really notice the synchronization between the two. Right, but what's that got to do with the satellite TV going through the Xbox? Well, because oh, the satellite TV going through the Xbox. So, yeah. so what it has to do with that is that the audio and video are not coming to the um, AV receipt coming to the switch in sync and then the audio can be delayed to be oh, played at true. the same time as the video true right and that's you know most avrs now have the ability to delay the audio a configurable amount right of time. And, well in the games like those games have their own synchronization features as well um yeah but, but, but i don't watched, know if they can go negative you know well we watch blu-rays and um all the uh, lip sync was good um haven't tried uh the rock band games yet mm. um well, for one they i think they mostly don't work with the xbox one the old the old games oh okay yeah because the controllers don't work <clears throat> but we do have that i was talking about the chronos max usb thing that yeah and then we got the wireless thing now and i haven't set that up so in theory some of those uh guitars um, maybe the drums and the microphone may, might work with that chronos max mm. but like you know they want you to buy the new rock band with all the new uh, instruments well, of course they and it's do. like 400 bucks of course it is how much do you expect it to cost not 400 bucks for a <laughs> game that's ridiculous it's like a whole nother xbox oh. at least yeah. ps4 or something you know but yeah i did i did get my guitar and i have i have learned six chords i know um d a and e mm-hmm. in both major and minor Wow, and I I can switch between D E and A relatively easily, but I cannot I cannot hit the well. I mean, some of the A and E minor are, are easy, but D minor is still giving me a little bit of a little bit of grief. So, no, well, I, so you're following like a video tutorial or something, right? Yeah, it's that I, I think we talked about it in the last one. It, it was that uh, JustinGuitar.com. He's uh, very highly recommended and. You know, he he's a little bit, I don't know, he's a little off, but I mean, the the lessons are good. And <laughs> How is he off? I don't really know. He's just too like his cheerful. personality? Oh, okay, it's personality. I think, I think he has spent, he, he has that attitude of someone who has spent a lot of time teaching children something. Yeah. You know, so maybe maybe he's he's been teaching, you know, like 10-year-olds how to play guitar for a long time, and that's kind of how it goes or maybe he thinks the videos are for 10 year olds or something i'm I'm not really certain um it's just it, it's it's a little bit odd um but i mean it, he he's great i mean he he's a better guitar player than i am and you know he actually explains stuff uh. some of the stuff i kind of you know uh growing up i had a, a musical education and and so a lot of stuff is kind of like eh, eh. one plus one is two. Well, and it, there's like one whole lesson on how to use a metronome, oh, yeah. and it's it's like, uh. <laughs> oh, they teach you what the tap button does. They do. I was so confused. <laughs> Thank you, Rob, for teaching me that. So I had downloaded a uh, guitar app for my phone um, while I was at work after I'd ordered the guitar but before it arrived and i was you know just kind of playing with it you know like there's a tuner and that totally sucked i ended up buying a tuner because the tuner app was just inept and um 
but I didn't know this at the time. Yeah. And, you know, there's like a chord reference and a scale reference and something else. I don't know what. It's like the all-in-one ham apps. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this, the, there's the metronome. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fairly straightforward. You know, you, you set the speed and the, you, you can set, you know, beats to emphasize and you can set the tone of the ticks and the, t- and the type of the ticks. And all that was obvious to me. But there was something that, that, was it actually labeled tap? Yeah. Okay, so it was labeled tap. So I tapped that, and the um, beats per minute um, just changed, yeah. right, to like an arbitrary value, like it was 27 or something. So I tap it again, and it changed to 48, and I tap it again, and it changed to 62. I'm like, oh, so this like goes down, and it cycles through some presets. So then I'm like, okay, I got it figured out. So yeah. I tap it again, and then it's like 12. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, so it, I, it tells you. And then I start, <laughs> right? And then I start you. tapping it a few times, and then it's up to like, you know, 120 or something. And I'm like, I don't even understand. The tap, 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 tap. You know, 180. Low, low note, and then it just kind of kind of sees around 180, and it's like, I don't, I don't understand this. So I went next door to into Rob's office, and I'm like. You, you know, you, you've been a musician more recently than me. What the hell does this tap button do? <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't even understand what this is. There doesn't seem to be any logic to what it does. It looks like you it's know? just a random number generator. Yeah, it just picks some <laughs> random tempo and it yeah. does that. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, I was like, oh, no, no. So you tap in time to the music, and it shows you the actual tempo of that. So I'm like, oh, okay, that makes so much more sense now. Okay. Oh, I gave it away to, for the listeners. <laughs> but, yeah, that, and then, you know, there's, there's like, two lessons on, on musical notation, like, well, on just bars. I mean, it, it's like, this is a bar. Yeah. And it's like, eh, okay, I can kind of, well, maybe, I don't know, is there something special? guitar specific about bars no there isn't uh you know pro tip if you know what a bar is you know what a bar is yeah and but tab uh, but reading tablature is is so different from reading traditional oh right i mean you you wouldn't write guitar music as music right not usually yeah Yeah. you it's a combination you'd be doing a guitarist a disservice by writing just giving him sheet music and saying here play this right you know (laughs) can you you see all these six notes ringing out (laughs) Mm. well you you can do chords easily in regular music notation that's not the problem the problem is is you know the the guitarist mapping that into well most most chords are like three notes though not six well three or four yeah, yeah but i mean it's, it's not unusual to see five or six mm. you know when yeah. you start getting both hands crunched up together it's yeah. you, you see it i mean it's not but it's just that's not how that that's not helpful enough yeah right it's because knowing because <clears throat> you have to know where your hand's gonna go before you decide how you're going to finger a specific chord, right? Yeah. Because you, you've got to get to the next chord fast enough. Right. And so how you finger and, your specific right. chord. And there's is, at least two gonna, ways to play any chord. Right, so. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the, the tablature gives you a lot more information so that you don't have to figure it out. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and they sound a little bit different too. I mean, how many open strings and all that, it, you know. Well, even the same. just which finger goes on which string, even, even yeah. the exact same chord. You know, you you can finger it multiple ways. Right. You know, um, like the A chord, you can go, you know, 
well, whatever. There's different ways to finger it. Oh, you're not going to demonstrate? Sure. Here we go. All right. Here, let me grab my guitar here. Okay. So we've got your basic open A chord. And so see, you can put like this, or you can do it like this. Yeah, you know, same. it's exactly the same. It's just the, the fingers, you can either put like your first finger on the fourth string, your second finger on the uh, third string, and your third finger on the second string, or you can put your uh, first finger on the third string, your second finger on the fourth string, and your third finger on the second string. Uh-huh. Yeah, t- and there's probably notes. other ways of doing that as well, yeah. but they're exactly the same, right? I mean, it's yeah. fretted the same way. It's just fingered differently. Yeah. And, you know, it's just the decision between them is really where you came from and where you're going. It's so, not... Yeah, earlier, the, the combination of chords you are playing almost sounded like a song. Well, actually, D, E, and A are very often used together in a lot of songs. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of beginner songs using those three chords and, you know, but I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I, I'm not really interested in playing songs yet. You hmm. know, I want to kind of kind of hone my skills a little first. But well, uh, speaking know, of uh, learning music and all that, my 11 uh, year old uh, mm-hmm. she started band. Well, this is her second go around for band. Her first time was in sixth grade. Now, she, or fifth grade. Now she's in sixth grade, and she's uh, she chose percussion naturally mm-hmm. well we convinced well, the her, first time yeah. she chose flute. something yes flute. well flute but i didn't have a flute <laughs> that helped make the decision i actually owned a mm. flute um but this time we're like no you gotta do you gotta do band or do you know percussion and they're like well they only let you do percussion if you previously have taken piano lessons or whatever they're like right. no you can convince them you know just tell them your dad teaches drums show them a picture of your drum set <laughs> Or whatever, or the mis- other miscellaneous, you know, assortment mm. of stuff, you know, percussion stuff. Uh, anyway, so she got in, and uh, she was in beginning band for a few months, and now she's in advanced band as well. And I, I volunteered uh, to the band instructor to uh, help the percussion section. Mm-hmm. And apparently she teaches like three classes, so she wants me to come in and help all three of them. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that's gonna be fun. The only nasty part of it is uh, starts at six forty-five a.m. in the morning. In the morning. Hmm. So I've been getting up at six a.m. a lot lately, taking her to school, getting her in time for you know there in time for advanced band, and then soon hmm. I will not only have you know be dropping her off, but I'll actually be getting out of the car. <laughs> no, I should be finding a parking spot. <laughs> well, and my teeth need to be brushed and my, you know, hair washed and all that. So. You're a drummer. They don't expect that. <laughs> oh, the kids will love that. <laughs> this is, this is what an adult drummer looks like. Have you ever seen any of the Muppets? <laughs> yeah, Monster was one of my, uh, he was one of my early inspirations to play drums. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, prejudice against drummers uh, as a class. And I think there should be, like, a action committee to get justice for drummers. And you think that's Monster's fault? He's perpetuating the stereotype. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and it, it's something else kind of like that. My son recently... Um, so he's taking... Um, 
like photography. Call it? No, no, no. Well, you're jumping ahead. No, he's <laughs> Oops. he's going to college for like uh, studio technician. Like, what do you what do you call the people who do the sets and stuff in theater and movies? You know, like hands? tech crew. Sure, hands. Okay. He's he's yeah. going to college to be hands, <laughs> and. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, they have names for the different roles, you right? Know, but there's, the there's also like a generic name for the for the genre stage stage guy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I really stage don't know. Hand? I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, stagecraft. There, he's right. he's he's going to be a stage craftsman. Hmm. But anyway, and I'd mentioned so I I have a slight photography um, hobby. You know, it's it's not too bad. I still function normally in society but i you know I, I it is one of my hobbies and um when he he first said this is what i want to do i'm like oh you know you should take a photography class because you know you'll really learn a lot more about lighting in that because it's like the most important thing you know the the photograph is light so you know you you, you concentrate more on light in photography He's like, yeah, and then, um, you know, so now he's in like third year or something, and they're like, you know, you should really take some photography classes. So he signed up for that, and and so you know, I'm like, oh yeah, here, let me get you a camera, and I I saddled him with my oldest, biggest, heaviest camera, and uh, which he really appreciated. Him. Yeah, of course he did. I mean, because it's it's actually really good, and it doesn't have distracting features. Right, so if, if you're going to learn photography, mm-hmm. something with with a well implemented basic set of features is actually really good. It doesn't have apps. In it Wi-Fi. does not have apps. It has five megapixels. <laughs> so that's all you need. <laughs> right. I mean, that almost fills the whole screen. Right. <laughs> it's like sixteen hundred by twelve hundred. I think is the uh, yeah. pixel count. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Still printed too big. Well, actually, it, it prints really well all the way up. I mean, I've got uh, canvases from that camera that printed really nicely. So, I mean, it's it, it it's it's a very good camera. I mean, it's it's carved out of a solid hunk of metal. Is it Olympus? It's, yeah, it's an Olympus E1. Um, you know, it came out in like 2001 mm-hmm. or 2004 or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's got dedicated controls for everything. It's got two control dials. It's got... You know, everything is a hold and turn rather than, you know, some of the some of the lower, some of the more beginner type cameras you can, like, they're like modal, so you press the button and then you turn a knob. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and you know, it's got big switches and everything, and yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. The, the, there's one drawback is that the um, instant review thing. Um, does not have a histogram capability. Oh, on the LCD screen. Right. You have to actually press a button to show the histogram. Oh. Well, because it calculates it right at the time, and yeah. it's such old technology that it, it takes like a second and a half to calculate the histogram. He probably earned points with his professor, though. Oh, wow. He's E1. I haven't seen one of these in a long time. <laughs> well, and, you know, I gave him a good lens, Yeah. you know, um, which is going to give him a leg up versus... Yeah, you know, a lot well, of the I, other kids. I have learned recently that uh, lens, good lens makes, makes a, a big difference. Huge yeah, difference. <laughs> so I mean, and 
I've I've got a lot of accessories and stuff. Um, so it, it'll it'll be interesting, and it's you know, every time uh, the, the every day he's got a photography class when I get home, I'm like, oh, so what'd you do in photography class today? Oh yeah, nothing. What do you mean nothing? Well, you know, he like came in, and he talked to one guy, and he said we're gonna go to the uh, the equipment room, and then he couldn't find the equipment room, <laughs> so then. <laughs> So, I'm like, oh, so, so you're not you're not kidding when you said nothing. He's like, no, no. And he told us we should go to this camera shop in Santa Ana and look around. I'm like, look around for what? What? What are you? What is he? Are you certain that what this is actually for? a class? <laughs> but yeah, and it's it's exciting when you know your your kids are doing something that you're interested in. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm good at this. I could totally help you with this, you know. Yeah, Emma told me today. She said, you know, if this was math class, you would not be taking me at six in the morning. <laughs> I'm a mathlete. Come on, yeah. take me to my mathletics class yeah. <laughs> or chess or pretty much anything else. A programming club. Oh yeah, there maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 I I, I run the school BBS. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be, yeah, on a bank of modems. Yeah, yeah. Only yeah she, she'd probably, yeah, they, they'd force her to run Major BBS or something. <laughs> Wildcat. Yeah. You don't understand. You know who my dad is? <laughs> so I'm looking My forward. dad's kind of a big deal in the BBS scene. <laughs> <laughs> scene. Yeah, the scene. All right, well, I think we covered a nice breadth of topics and i don't think we really did to be honest i, I think <laughs> this is probably one of our crappiest episodes today we're just kind of uh, rambling about yeah. crap you uh, know well that's what we do yeah i just you know some 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 months more than others i was gonna yeah. say some weeks but you know it's been a while yeah we're catching up <laughs> all right we'll get back into the groove of things hopefully maybe uh, yeah. start earlier so i can still get three hours of sleep before <laughs> I have to take a full three hours you yeah, know yeah <laughs> all right i'm gonna start then. Uh, did i change this the level on the sound looks too high let me see here i guess that's all right that's all right i can just talk louder so the the last episode i um we were talking when we were done recording yeah and i was uh, i i didn't successfully like tune you out i was actually participating in the conversation as i was preparing the final mp3 and i totally forgot to like mix it at all <laughs> what yeah i didn't mix it remember it was oh right no no see when you said that to me i thought that you only had one channel on the output well no i did i did mixed it but i didn't set any levels and i didn't do any pan right right so okay. if, if the listeners noticed i apologize um, this episode will sound better like the ones before it. <laughs> oh, and I think I, I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't do a noise gate on, or, uh, yeah, I think your noise was louder or something. I forget what I forgot to do there. I think my whole level was louder, so, yeah. yeah. It was just random. I mean, if, if the levels turned out anywhere near okay, that's just random luck. Because <laughs> by, by the time I realized it, it was like four in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm going to bed. I don't care. <laughs> Oops. All right. Well, good night, all. All right. See you next time. Yeah, maybe a week from now.